Arts, Lifestyle, SNS Online. Their names were Flopsy, Mopsy, Cottontail and Peter. They lived with their mother in a sandbank underneath the root of a very big fir tree. Now, my dears, said old Mrs Rabbit one morning, you may go into the fields or down the lane, but don't go into Mr McGregor's garden. Now, run along and don't get into mischief. Hello and a very warm welcome back to SNS Online, returning after the best part of a year with a brand new series of shows to help blow those COVID blues right away. Well, in what has been described as the coziest Christmas film of 2020, Dawn French and Rob Brydon star in Sky One's Roald and Beatrix, the tale of the curious mouse on Christmas Eve at 8.15, a heartwarming portrayal of a real-life encounter between Roald Dahl, then age six, and his hero, children's author, Beatrix Potter. Take me here. Beatrix Potter's house. The animals I write of may look sweet, but the world they encounter is all too real, just like the children who read my books. That boy of yours... Roald. How do you know my name? He's going to be a very famous writer. I've come to see Beatrix Potter. All aboard! Wow. I suppose a bark is worse than a bite. No, no, it's not. Doesn't it frighten you? Tom kissing at it again. Roald and Beatrix, The Tale of the Curious Mouse. Available Christmas Eve on Sky. So, to celebrate this fabulous Christmas television feast and to get some background colour to the writing legend herself, uh, Roald Dahl, uh, you're also wonderful, we invited a direct descendant of Beatrix Potter on the show, who also happens to be an authority on all things Potter, Harry, get in line. A big scratch and sniff welcome to Nadine Hamwell, who's on the line right now. Welcome to the show, Nadine, and fabulous that you can join us. Firstly, I just wanted to ask you, did you read Beatrix's children's books yourself when you were young? Well, I'm sure I did, but I have to be honest with you. Um, my recollections, I remember Rupert Bear oh, yes. and Noddy. <laughs> um they're the ones that come into my mind. But, I mean, I, I, I know I did have, I, of course, uh, there were books. But, I mean, I don't I don't think that she was the one that, you know, well, she's not the one I remember, ah, interesting. to be honest. And, obviously, in the recent years, I mean, I've read them and looked. I can't believe how talented she was, apart from the lovely little tales, the most beautiful, intricate illustrations. Incredible, incredible. And she was, you know, yeah. So when did you discover you had a family connection then? Well, all my life, my mother had said, um, you know, you're related to Beatrix Potter. But um, she was a widow. My father died when I was two mm. and it was on his side. Right. So, but, she, you know, she, you know, you're related to Beatrix Potter. Um, and I, at one point I bought uh, the Margaret Lane biography, which was a very early one of her, trying to find out. if I didn't really, you know, it was a vague thing, aunt, great aunt. Um, and I didn't, I didn't know. And so I thought, well, one day I'll go to Somerset House because, of course, then it was Somerset House. It isn't anymore. Mm. Um, but, I, you know, I was busy. I was a young actress. I had a busy life and didn't get round to it. 
Um, and then in recent years, I think I've thought, oh, yes, I ought to look it up. Anyway, then I was talking to an old school friend who was telling me that she'd looked up her family tree online. So once again, I said, as I've said so many times, oh, I'm supposed to be related to Beatrix Potter. And she said, oh, I'll look it up for you. I said, would you? It was a great relief that she, yes. she was going to. And she was thrilled because that's the way her mind works. So she was thrilled to, to look it up. And mm. she did. Um, and I thought, oh, well, you know, probably it's all been exaggerated and it'll be very, very distant. And she came back three weeks later and she said, Nady, you know, I've done your family tree. And she had, you know, I've got it. I can see where Beatrix Potter is and I can see where I am. Mm. And it, I am what they call a direct descendant because her grandfather, Edmund, was actually the brother of my great-great-grandfather. So Beatrix Potter's great-uncle was my great-great-grandfather. Fantastic. So there's a proper, there's, that's a proper solid family connection there. Well, there is, isn't there? Yes, when I, yes, you think, you know, the grandfather's brother was my great-great-grandfather. Um, and it actually, my grandmother was the potter. She married a Hanwell. Oh, Because right, my name right. is Nadine Hanwell. Yes. So she was, she was the potter. Mm. And I couldn't believe it because I thought, well, God, that, you know, that is a connection. That is. And, she, and Beatrix Potter, apart from, you know, everything else she did, she also had a private diary she wrote mm. in a secret code. Do you know this? From the age of 14. I, no, I didn't actually know. For a number of years, she wrote a secret diary and she made up her own code. Wow. So all her private thoughts were put into it. And in this, she actually talks with great love um, and, and admiration of her great aunt, Aunt Sydney. And that was my great-great-grandmother. Wow. That's who amazing. incidentally wrote a book about Lancashire, which seems extraordinary in those times. So she obviously was talented as well. That's, that's amazing. That's Isn't so it? cool. It's lovely to have some family heritage like that. Uh, since then, you've been proudly promoting her work, haven't you? T tell us about your very own YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, this is Nadine Hanwell on the Beatrix Potter Trail. It's quite obvious reading Beatrix's journal and letters that she did find life difficult. I'd like to read you this. Because I'm an actress, obviously, it's always the person that interests me. Mm. So apart from the little books... I thought, you know, Beatrix, I must read all about her. And I have, of course, not all about her, but I've read a lot about her. And she was, you know, she was just fascinating. I mean, she lived the Victorian life in Kensington. She was born in South Kensington, had an awful sort of lonely life with her brother um, in, in the house. Um, and then, I mean, then she fell in love with Norman, who died. He was her publisher. And then he died. They got engaged, and a month later he died, who was probably her true love of oh, her life. Yeah. Um, and she then, she'd already bought Hilltop in the Lake District because yes. they used to have wonderful holidays. And that's where she started spending a lot of her life. And then finally, a few years later, she married the local solicitor, William Healis. And from then on, really, she became Mrs. Healis rather than Beatrix Potter. And she became you know, a shepherdess. She had her own sheep, Herdwick sheep. Wow. That's certainly different. Um, she became a conservationist. She was a scientist. She, she was, you know, a, a remarkable woman, a businesswoman, of course, with, with the books and whatever initially. And so reading about her, I thought people, you know, think of her as the book, you know, the woman with the little tails. Mm. So I then began 
um, reading and finding out. And this is so the first, because <laughs> I've got two, two on YouTube. Um, the first channel is called um, The Beatrix Potter Trail. And I do little segments, probably between two minutes to six minutes, about different aspects of her and her yeah. life, you know, about her, where she was brought up. Another one about her brother, who was a wonderful artist too, but unfortunately was an alcoholic and he died, you know, and he was in his 40s. Mm. Um, and just different. And then when she moved to the Lake District and her husband. So it's been wonderful for me because it's enriched me. It's given me something to concentrate on and to do. And it's been, you know, wonderfully received. That's fabulous. And I have a lot of people following it. And then, of course, we had the lockdown, the first lockdown. So um, I've done 35 um, episodes of these little, these little things. And then it all stopped because of lockdown. Mm. And I thought, oh, people need cheering up. So I've now got a fun channel called Peter Rabbit with Nadine, reading the stories and having Peter Rabbit there and just having, you know, a bit of fun, a bit of silly fun, really. Hello, boys and girls, mummies and daddies, and anybody else who's watching. I'm Nadine, and this is my special friend, Peter Rabbit. What? Oh, you want to say hello to the... All right. You're going to say hello to the boys and girls? All right. Hello. Rabbit took a basket hello, boys and, girls. and her umbrella and went through the wood to the baker's. She bought her a loaf of brown bread and five currant buns. Flopsy, Mopsy and Cottontail, who were good little bunnies, went down the lane to gather blackberries. Um, I'm about to, not today because I'm talking to you tomorrow, I'm going to do a little Christmas one, just a fun one with the little characters. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, I look forward to mm. that one as well. Because apparently she left all her money to the National Trust, or most of her money to the National Trust in the yes, year. She was yeah, very, very left, uh, aware of conservation and all the rest of it. Oh, yes. And I mean, they owe her so much. And when, you know, I'm in the Lake District, I mean, the people really, you know, greatly appreciate what she's done. Um, she left 4,000 acres when she died. Wow. Plus, plus, plus. And certain rules, you know. I mean, I think she was quite a strong woman, you know. She knew what she wanted and she yeah. knew what she didn't want. Mm. And one has to respect her. How would you describe that sort of indefinable alchemy that Beatrix Potter weaves throughout her books? Um, she does bring the little characters to life, doesn't she? Mm. I mean, you know... They do, and there's, there's often a little message there without you even realising it. And whether she realised it, I don't know. But definitely little little messages. And they are little characters. Mm. And that's probably why people do love them so much, because yes. they become, you know, the children. They, they're, they're little people to them, aren't they? Mm. And she did so many. And, of course, there's also, um, you know, she's done other – she did, you know – a large book, a book for older children as well, The Fairy Caravan, mm. which is a more, you know, serious thing about her sheep and whatever. A very clever woman, yeah. very clever. But, I mean, I wish I had her um, artistic ability. It was obviously... But the father, you see, he actually um, was... They they inherited um, cotton money, mm -hmm. and he was a lawyer. He, he became a barrister. That's why he went to London, because they were actually... The family were in Manchester. Mm. And then he went to be a barrister to study in London. Um, but his love was photography. Right. And he didn't ever practice. Um, he he just took photographs, photographs, and so many of her. And so obviously he was artistic. And the mother also was artistic. And it came out in the children. Mm -hmm. 
the genes have clearly followed themselves to you as well. What would you say your favourite <laughs> your favourite character would be in the books? Well, I think Mrs. Tiggy Winkle is lovely, of course. Yeah. Mrs. Tiggy Winkle. Okay, we'll go um, for that. But, but, you know, when you're reading the stories, you think, oh, yes, that's lovely too. I mean, there's so many, aren't there, really? Mm. And um, her favourite her favorite story was The Tailor of Gloucester, which, of course, is the Christmas one. Yes. Very, very but, I mean, it's moment. a longer story and, it, and, it's, and it's lovely. It's lovely. I mean, it, it's a, a typical Christmas story. So very appropriate for Christmas. We now have Dawn French, Sky One, Christmas Eve at 8.15, Roald and Beatrice for Tale of a Curious Mouse, which has been described as the coziest Christmas film of 2020. It's a heartwarming portrayal of a real-life encounter between uh, the two children's authors. It's, mm. um, yeah. Did you know about that meeting? No, I didn't know. Oh, and obviously, I mean, it shows the effect she had on him, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. I mean, quite amazing, really. If this is, I presume this is true... Um, oh yes, I don't it is. Know how yeah. much is, it is absolutely true. I mean, the basics are. I'm sure it's it's, it's yes, been yes, embellished yes. as these things are. Now, I watched uh, the, the first bit, and they're probably bringing out the battle axe in her. I don't know. I've I, I've just watched the teaser. I haven't. Um, I think the focus is, is going to be towards her later life. So perhaps, you know, she's written the books, and she, perhaps she's a little bit more. She's short sighted and a little bit irritable as. as that's right. She didn't want to write the books anymore. She wanted yeah. to be with, you know, with real animals. Yes, She'd yes. done that and her eyesight was failing. Um, and I think Dawn French would be wonderful. You know, it's wonderful casting. They had Patricia Routledge before and now they've got her and they do look similar. Yes. I mean, I would love to have played her, but of course I, can't, I look totally different. I'm skinny and, um, you know, I'm totally rich. So what, what I'm saying is the casting <laughs> is wonderful. Um, and Rob Brydon is interesting that he's been cast as her husband. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I look forward, I won't be able to see it um, when it's out because I, I won't have Sky, but um, I look forward to it very much to seeing it. I think mm. it'd be lovely. Yes. And I'm sure it'll go down extremely well with all the sort of horrors going on. You need something like that, something simple like I, that, I, don't I, you? I completely agree with you. What are your plans for Christmas? Um. <laughs> Well, I'm not actually in England at the moment. Oh, right. I'm, no. Um, yes, I'm in Tenerife. Oh, lovely. I, mean, I, don't a, I know, but um, you can't mix here either. And I think Tenerife. I think it's really probably going to be just another 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 day, because here anyway they celebrate Christmas Eve, mm. and then by Christmas Day, you know, it's back it's back to normal. Um, and now there are tougher measures, so I can't mixed with anyone anyway so i'm quite happy I, you know i'm here i should be so lucky it's much warmer here yes. I just you know i've just watched the news and um, i mean the news is terrible everywhere and probably here um it's likely people seem to think there'll be a proper lockdown here soon oh. which is much worse but like, you spanish know, lockdown is much worse looking at the positives i've just come through the rain on oxford street it's miserable here so oh. at least you can enjoy Joy the Web and can I flag up while I'm chatting to you about your acting career you were in Crossroads yeah. you played Marilyn Hope in Crossroads I did yes that's so, that's so <laughs> yes. cool um, I would, I, and that's in that same character that Sue Nichols played at a different time that's right. I took over from her. You took over from 1968. her. 1968. Didn't the other people notice that, that, that her face had completely changed? 
Oh, well, I think so. And she's much taller than me. <laughs> I'm five foot two and she's about five foot eight or something. Uh, well, no, there was a huge publicity thing about it, you know, mm. looking for the new Marilyn. Wow. Um, so they did a big thing and then they they cast me and I actually had the press, you know, ringing me up about it. I mean, it was a huge thing in its day because people hadn't really taken over characters. Yes, absolutely. And they did at the opening, the first time you saw me, um, I walked in in my dressing gown with a tray and said, good morning, darling. And the voiceover said, we'd like to introduce you to the new Marilyn. So it was <laughs> so strange. That's amazing. So I think it took a bit of adjustment <laughs> yeah. because she had um, the, but you know, she was the brummy waitress. Right. Sue, uh, who married the vicar. And they decided to turn me into sort of the, um, the middle class vicar. So I didn't have a brummy accent. Oh, <laughs> so, was, you, so you lost that quite quickly. <laughs> it was a huge funny. change for, the, for the audience. But um, I was in it about three years. Amazing. So I think finally they got used to me. Whether they liked me or not, I don't know. But they finally got used to me anyway. And also to flag up where we actually met was uh, the premiere of The More You Ignore Me, which was Joe Brand's film. And you're in yeah. that as well. Yes. Playing a busybody, yes. I seem to remember. I know, and I'm playing the old ladies now, you see. <laughs> it comes to us oh, all, dear. but as long as I can play them, that's the one good thing anyway, well, you, you know, got... as long as you can play, you, you get older and parts get older. Um, Joe was so lovely, Joe Brand was so lovely, oh, and Sheridan, Sheridan Smith too. I mean, that was a lovely, a lovely fun yes. time doing that. And it was a nice film, it was wasn't a it? Lovely we had a nice film. evening. A wonderful film, top recommendation, mm. I think, yeah. Mm. She's um, very talented, Joe, isn't she, writing it as well? Yes. Oh, God, absolutely. Clever lady. But in terms of the parts, there's always the nurse in Romeo and Juliet. That's always a meaty one, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that your go-to role at a certain age? You've got to play the nurse now. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> Just get on with it. I mean, you know, who would have thought this would happen? God knows when I'll work again, you well, know. That's yeah. why at least I'm using myself. Uh, doing yes. these, You know, these Peter and... Yeah. Peter Rabbit with Nadine. That's why I ought to tell people, oughtn't I? Uh, it's called Peter Rabbit with Nadine. That's the one. Yes, that's the one I want people to look at. And at least I can use myself because who knows when any of us will have lines to learn again. So that's on YouTube. And make sure everybody checks yes. that out over Christmas and enjoys the Sky thank One um, docudrama, I guess you would call it. Uh, Nadine Hamwell, thank you so much for joining us on uh, SNS Online tonight. I only it's been me... an absolute pleasure, oh, Nick. Thank so, you very much. I'm so pleased. You also get a Prezi as well when we get some details from you because everybody gets a celebrity goodie bag and we're not going to be stopped. Oh, don't worry about that. We're not going to be stopped. It's a bit stopped. far to Tenerife, isn't it? Oh, we'll get it to you when you're back in London then. Um, it's nice talking to Blighty, isn't it? Well, absolutely. Nadine Hamwell, thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you, Nick. Thanks very much. Nice talking. <laughs> 